Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of the Multitasker Podcast. This podcast for people trying to excel in their career, maintain a social life, eat right, exercise, text everyone back, stay sane, survive, and be happy. We're super excited to kick off the first episode. Today, I have my beautiful co-host, Rashanti Lee. Hey, I am Rashanti Lee, wardrobe specialist to the stars and to the constellations and the sunshines of the world. And I'm also Auntie Shanti to the youngins and the oldins. <laughs> yes, Auntie Shanti. <laughs> and it's me, Bree. And for our first episode, we have a dear friend, Brandon Herring, joining us. Brandon is a wow, that's your intro. <laughs> Hold on, Brandon. Pull it back up. <laughs> I know you in real life, but let me let me let me do you correct. If I say it, it's well, I gave her the pressure to get you to do it. <laughs> no, and I had it pulled up, and then I closed it. But if I, you know, so let's do let's do the unofficial and the official because if I intro you alone, it's gonna be Brandon is the guy that I met in college. <laughs> he is uh, your favorite Kappa. He My is full of life, and somebody you wouldn't miss on campus, off campus. He's so loud, so much fun, <laughs> and just uh, full of so much information. And that is why, going into his official bio, he is the VP of Retail Banking by day <laughs> and serial entrepreneur and artist by life. Um, his passions include travel, finance, food, and fun. We are so happy to have you, Brandon. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Thanks for such a warm and welcoming introduction. <laughs> so warm. <laughs> Very warm. So warm. Sunshine. <laughs> That's why, I mean, y'all may or may not see us, but we got the yellow and the orange on, so it's definitely oh, sunshine. Oh, I didn't get the style bio. What, what happened to but my no, email for that? No, but you see what you did was you brought us into the night. So we're getting the whole day. We got sunshine with Bree and I, and then you transitioning mm. okay, into okay, the night. Okay. So we got you, the whole you, day look, covered, baby. You cleaned it up. I'm going to let you get that. Finesse. You cleaned it up. <laughs> she cleaned it up. Finessed it. She finessed it. She finessed yes. it. And that's what we're talking about today, <laughs> the art of finesse. I think I uh, am someone... <laughs> who has consistently been called the queen of finesse by both people on this line and people outside of here. Uh, Rashanti is definitely the, the queen of finesse and Brandon is the king of finesse. So <laughs> we're here to talk about it. Talk Let's about it. it. Finesse royalty it. in the building. Mm, finesse royalty. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so Brandon, you're new to the podcast and on the multitasker podcast we like to do a thing called 10 years ago today because nobody embarrasses us like us 10 years ago on facebook so we're gonna let you kick it off and take pick up or pull up rather a memory from facebook and read it to us see where you were 10 years ago <laughs> okay so 10 years ago um okay <laughs> yeah Okay, so I, I got a fun status. One of my friends tagged me in the status. Um, it said, Cotton Club 2011 moment. Brandon strolling the Kurt Franklin stump. I guess Ooh. Jesus was the noob. Mm. <laughs> so, What's Cotton Club? Um, so Cotton Club was basically like this huge um, performing arts showcase that was put on at my university, the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. Um, so it's where like all of our campus artists, along with local artists and even some national artists would kind of take the stage. It was a good time back in the day in my, my, my stump the yard days. Hey, come oh. on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That sounds really fun. You and said then, um, 
Yeah, and then I guess another memory we could go off of was um, I was actually doing promotional promo material um, for one of my first entrepreneur um, endeavors. I started a hair company. So we were promoing Beyonce um, formation tickets, the tour tickets. So um, I remember you starting that hair company. Yeah, my hair company, that was my baby. Oh, I love it. (laughs) So tell us, in your in your intro, we talked about you being a, a serial entrepreneur. So tell us some of the endeavors that you've been into. Oh my god! Let's see. Um, I mean, if we even go back to me as a kid, I I grew up in Chicago. So Chicago, we know the winter times are very rough. So even as a kid, as a, as a as a young kid, like eight or nine, I had a snow blowing business. I'd come and shovel your snow. Mm-hmm. Um, in the summertime, my dad was big into like lawnmowers and like yard work. So we would cut everyone's grass on the block. Um, I came from a very traditional family, so we just do nice things like that. But I was always business minded, like, hey, Pops, why are we doing this for free? Like, this is free right, labor. Right. Like, we get paid for this. So um, mm-hmm. so I kind of took it upon myself to go and steal a lawnmower or something like that and just even start lawnmowing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then once I showed him the money, it didn't matter. He's like, hey, I got gas money for when, I, when we cut our grass. So that was probably yeah. the, my first start into it. And then it kind of got more official um, as I grew up. I did a lot with like nonprofits and mentorships. So a lot of like building for that kind of gave me my understanding and my core of business. And then from that with, you know, my career learning that side of business, even applying it to the hair company. Um, when I started that and getting with one of my business partners, um, we had a company and um, she went on to make a company that, even scaled to six figures in six months. So Mm. some of the stuff that we had, like even starting out, like we didn't even know it was just, hey, I got an idea. Let's try to make this a business. And then next thing you know, it it actually started scaling and producing real income and producing opportunities. And that's kind of when I was like, oh, you can kind of finesse these businesses a little bit. Like this is finesse. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love that. What do you, how do you define finesse, Brandon? So I think finesse can sometimes get a negative connotation. Like everybody want to think that finesse is kind of a a hood or street type of term. (laughs) Um, And it can be definitely applied in that sense. Finesse can be Mm -hmm. applied in whatever sense you use it. But I think ultimately when it boils down to the core of the definition, I think it's just best utilization of one's resources to kind of make impossible feats happen. And they become very possible at that at that sense. So it's, it's really the best utilization of your resources and the choices that you make and kind of how you move and manage and maneuver and manipulate, manipulate things you already have at your disposal to work for you in the best interest of you in that moment. So you just kind of got to finesse it a little bit, make it work for you. I agree 100%. For you to call yourself a serial entrepreneur, that means that you have truly mastered the art of finesse. And um, one thing I did want to point out was the fact that you're into banking as well as entre- your entrepreneurship and your business aspect. Um, you have many ventures that you're into. So one thing I did want to discuss, because a lot of people, one thing that they lack when it comes to like um, finessing and being an entrepreneur is the ability to sell yourself. You have to essentially know how to sell yourself as a brand or as a business. So can you kind of talk on some points where you had to really learn how to sell yourself because you have an awesome personality. So I think that kind of ties in to salesmanship and to be an entrepreneur is how to utilize your personality and your, your gifts of speaking, your gift of gab that way. Like, can you talk oh, a little yeah. bit about how to sell yourself and finesse yourself that way? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. You you definitely the the, the first thing of finesse is you, you gotta to, to be the king of finesse, you gotta know what it is to be a king. Yeah. So yeah, I think being able to sell yourself on being the king first, it, then mm -hmm. the finesse comes. But I think the gift of gab and really being the ability to kind of speak to your strengths. Um right. And I think that's ultimately really what it is. It's just the ability to speak to your accomplishments, your strengths, the things that you've kind of been through, your experiences, in a way that kind of narrates the story that's intriguing. Like nobody mm -hmm. likes a boring story. So mm -hmm. why make your story boring? And a lot of times, as humans, we're conditioned to, to take the humble route and, oh, I did this yeah. or I accomplished this. But then we take business classes and we learn right. advertising and we learn marketing and we work for these huge brands that market their product and they will never downplay their accomplishments. Exactly. They would never speak humbly of anything that they've accomplished, you know, in that arena. So mm. when we kind of, when we look at ourselves and speaking to ourselves and, and how we, you know, use the gift of gap to just talk about us, we can mm. have that same type of approach. Um, I think it's best to, to to play yourself up a little bit, like talk to really who you are and don't don't ever sell yourself short. I don't speak yeah. poorly or humbly of any of my accomplishments. I tied my shoe. Hey, that was the best the best part of my day. I, I was able to tie <laughs> my shoe. You tied that shoe with Listen, excellence. Baby, that exactly. the loops. Did you use the bunny ears? What did you do to tie your shoe? The bunny ear method, you know, one bunny what? ear, two bunny ear in, intertwined. Look, it was better. Uh, the perfect bow. The perfect bow. Right in the middle of the shoe. The symmetry was impeccable. So you got to take whatever instance and be able to just kind of, you know, speak it up. That's true. And not necessarily over-exaggerate, but really right. let that moment and that accomplishment live up to what it really meant to you. And, wow. and, and anything you accomplish should mean that much to you because you have to work for whatever you accomplish. So I think that's kind of yeah. how I, I, I approach, even introducing myself. Like, this is what I've done. And, and, and sometimes it could sound like bragging, but... We look at commercials, they brag all the time. You're selling yourself. So you might have to brag a little bit. Like, sell your, don't sell yourself short ever. Have that confidence. Brandon, that is so powerful. And I, Brie, you got something to say? Go ahead. And no, go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Because <laughs> I was going to ask him another question. So go ahead with your thoughts. No, I kind of want to touch on this because it's, it's very, very powerful because we do live in a world where a lot of business people that are humble and we have kind of like a servant, a, a server's heart or, um, a spirit to help others. A lot of times we do maybe an excess of an excess of humility, where it's kind of like we are toning down our light that God is um, wanting for us to shine, to help people with that. So I really feel that you said something powerful in regards to just speaking highly of yourself. Cause even a lot of my friends, like my close friends, we had to take a moment of reflection. Like, yo, we've been doing this for over 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all kind and of like, in the game now, like, you know, like the experts of industry. But it's it's like we we are so humble that we don't realize. Like let let's take those things that we've done, like those experiences, those people who we've helped to brand and like we've helped excel so many careers. Like let's take those moments of success and now, like Brie, I'm proud of you for even putting in your multitasker. Like the moments of success. What was your successful moments? What what have you accomplished? Like let's look at those things and really take pride in what we've done and actually put that into some type of packaging so that when we do have those moments, we can sell that to other people. Like, yes, I have 10 years of this experience. So I've done this for X amount of time. 
but that's that's powerful what you said you have to know your gift know who you are so that you can sell it and be successful in your entrepreneurial ventures or whatever it is you're trying to sell because even with nonprofits, with free things with serving you have to know how to sell yourself in a proper package to make people want to invest in whatever it is that you're presenting so that's powerful thank you for sharing that yes and i just want to add i want to add that for the listeners because i know i know we say these things and it's like it it sounds so easy and it's not it's not at all and especially for women i know that men can go and especially white men let's let's be real about this they go into rooms and with no qualifications sell what they have and get and get whatever it is that they're going after and so because that confidence Exactly. And it trickles down and women don't do the same thing. I don't know what it is mentally around women that keep us from doing it. But I do know the stats, the facts remain that women look at, for instance, job descriptions. And if they don't fit 100 percent of the qualifications, over 60 percent of women will not apply. And I know these stats off the top of my head because because of the career coaching that I do. And men will look at a job description and be like, oh, yeah. I'll show up to work on time. And then it's apply. <laughs> and, and I know and this. Get to and they'll get it. And like, I'm about to put Brandon on blast because in this conversation, Brandon is that man as well. Brandon has hit me up many a day and said, That's definitely me. Hey, G, I, I just apply for this job. I, I don't know what happened, but they they calling me and I'm in the final round. <laughs> what kind of salary should I ask for? What should I ask them? And I'm just like, don't ask me about the final round. Tell me how you got it. Like, what do you, <laughs> what do you mean? Bro, you have to put me on blast like that. I, I have to because that's it's dope. Like, yeah. That's yeah. The confidence that no, you listen, have, bro. bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's on another level of listen, confidence. There is no opportunity that. that's not for me. Listen, Woo! they are all for me. Okay. They are all for Wait a minute. Me. Can you say that again? I said that my mentality and belief system that guides mm. my day-to-day actions. There is no opportunity that is not for me. I'm shooting my shots consistently. I like I be, look, I get all my jobs done. Look, look, my last job. So so let's 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 talk about finesse. So I, yeah. So so if I got into a place in my career. Um, I, unlike a lot of my friends, didn't really do the career jump thing. I got in my industry right out of college. I went to a career fair in college. I spoke with my company, got an interview, had an offer letter my first semester of senior year so I could party the rest of my college experience. And I didn't want to have to worry about a job, but I wanted to be paid once I graduated. That's legit how it happened for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I got my job. I had my job locked down right before even winter break. So I went, it was chilling. I'm chilling. Like I I don't got to, I know what I'm doing. Once I graduate, I took on that job and that is the same company that I'm still with to this day. So it's it's been even like 10, 11 years later. Um, So staying within the field, like, you know, I had kind of got comfortable and I kind of had reached the ceiling. Um, I kind of taken it to where I could really take it to where I was um, within my line of business and what I was doing. And I, I was talking to Bree. Bree. Bree is telling the God honest truth. I, I call her like, bro, this job getting on my nerves now. Like it, it, it's beginning to wear on my mental health. Mm. And like, like and you get to the challenge once you get a, so far in your career that you're like, okay, well now I'm making this money and I, I didn't got used to this life that I've built around the amount of money that I make. So I can't do nothing too foolish because then I'm, I'm sacrificing my livelihood, but I can't do this anymore. So right. I, I kind of got to that place. Um, 
I, I took the summer off. I'll teach y'all that finesse in another podcast. <laughs> a paid summer. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I took that time off and I got back to work and I'm just like, I still don't want to do this. Um, mm. So like my first day back, I was getting all my system access. And then the, the second day I was like, okay, I got system access. Career.com. What do you mean? Like I'm going to the career section. So I went to the career section and I just knew like, okay, this whole pandemic, I was essential. So I didn't get any time off. And I was also in Atlanta, which never closed. So it just, it's, there's no coronavirus. <laughs> it's never been a coronavirus. It, just, it don't exist here. But back to the story. <clears throat> so the second day I, I'm on a career site and I saw work from home. I'm like, I don't know what it is. I'm applying. So yeah. I applied for the job. I didn't really know what the job was. Um, I followed my typical process. Once you apply for any job, send an email to the recruiter or like the hiring manager, just introducing yourself and letting them know that you applied. So I did that. The lady emailed me back. A week later, I'm interviewing. I'm on like Skype. A week after that, I'm on Skype with like all these executives out of New York. And I'm like, wait, and oh shit, hold on, this is a real job. Like, I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what the job no, was. A real so, job. Yeah, so then I ended up getting an offer letter and then I was like, okay, well, I'm not doing, I don't like doing what I'm doing. So I took the job. Well, before I took the job, I called me back and said, I want more money. Just I was yeah. okay with the money, but always negotiate just because you they they can't say no if you don't ask. So you gotta ask. So I negotiated. They said, okay, cool, we'll do that. Even better. Let me take this job. So I take the job. We're in orientation. They're like, so yeah, there are only five people with this role in the company. We just created this job for you and you five. Um, let me tell you what we're about to do. You get to create your job. You get to work from home, work in the field. Here's your corporate card. And I'm just like, oh, dang, this is a real job. And and mind you, I, I literally just was applying because the description said work from home. I didn't know anything else. <laughs> so now I get to work from home and it's a really cool position. So I'm it's exciting. Brandon, this story is so wild, but I do want to pull out some things that you said. And I'm going all the way back to you saying there is no opportunity that's not for me. So if we're talking about if we're talking about the art of finesse, which is what this what this episode is about. That's the mindset. There is no opportunity right. that's not for me. Um, the other thing that just stands out in this story is your confidence. You have to be confident in order to finesse any situation. 100%. And then the third thing you just said was they can't say no if you don't ask. And that is what I live by. That is absolutely <laughs> Absolutely. And that is mastery of finessing as well because she finds the loopholes. Like, oh, well, you technically didn't say. Like, go ahead, Brian. No, no, that's it. It's like, so I think for a lot of us getting into this position, like, you think about no, and it can be really scary. But if you really think about it, like on a surface level, it's like, oh, they're going to say no. It's kind of scary. But that's surface level. If you really dig into it, a no doesn't change anything. Like you don't move forward. You don't move backwards. You just stay where you are. So if a no is not going to make a difference, but the yes will make all the difference, I'm asking. Why wouldn't I ask? So no, nah, that I'm glad you said that because that brought it that brought it out. I want to share where I was 10 years ago because I think this is going to segue perfect into <laughs> sharing some of some of my finesse and definitely some of Rashanti's finesse as well uh -oh. because I'm taking us back to Los Angeles. Oh, was this Cali? Yes, it's Cali oh, time. Oh, that was gosh. a good finesse. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was the ultimate 
that was nothing but finesse. That, <laughs> yeah, finesse. Was gonna, that probably sharpened the finesse <laughs> skills you did it in LA. Yes. <laughs> and actually, oh my goodness. Rashanti. Okay. Is she in the memory? Oh gosh. No, I'm in, I'm deep in the memory bag. Deep. So, oh gosh. Wait. Ooh. Okay. I'm I'm here. I'm ready. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going 10 years back. I'm going eight years back because mm-hmm. there are three things uh that I have to call out. Two of them are pictures. One of them is the status. So I'm not going to read the whole status because it's long because it's promo, but here we are. <laughs> so the two pictures, I have one picture with me and Russell Simmons. I have another picture with me and Charlie Murphy. Ooh. And then, right. Okay. So we're going to talk about how these pictures <laughs> just on my timeline. Right. And that's at the Inside Jokes Comedy Club in LA, which is no longer, but it was, it yeah. was a finesse. We loved it. Right. And then the status says... Tonight is the night everybody in LA has been waiting for. Dramatic much net worth, network, ladies lounge at the rooftop. Brought to you by Rishanti, Lola, and myself. (laughs) Meet us there for free networking. Yes, meet us there for free networking to build and enhance our net worth. Performances, giveaways, photo shoot, VIP room. I like. When you talk about God ordained, 100%. how yes. wild is it that this is the, the status that came up for today? Like, wow. Yeah. And that's why we do it like live because we never know what's going to, what's going to pop up and so on come time. into the conversation. But yeah. Okay. So let me talk about, I want us to talk about net worth work. Mm-hmm. It was network, <laughs> net worth. <laughs> but before we do that, I want to, I want to highlight inside jokes and <clears throat> So when we were in Los Angeles, we were, we hit the ground running. All of us, and I'm going to let Rashanti tell her story, but all of us moved from different cities to Los Angeles with a dream. Uh, no money. <laughs> okay. And I moved, no job, no money, faith, finesse, God at the helm of everything. And he provided. Amen. Always. So when we get to eight years in, eight or eight years ago, eight years ago was three years in to the LA because mm-hmm. it says 2014. So mm-hmm. by that time we're, we're moving, we have some things going on, but we never stopped finding ways to get ourselves in front of people and put our dreams like on level 10. Mm-hmm. So at Inside Jokes, Inside Jokes was a comedy club, but on Wednesday nights, Russell Simmons, did all deaf comedy and so there would be celebrities there there would be just up-and-coming comics uh wanting to get in the room and get on stage there'd be established comics like it was the night to the night and the place to be and so lala and i isra uh who is was also mentioned in the status worked there and what we did we started this group we started this media group called opulence media group and that's what was tagged in this picture and that was us wanting to do PR. So we started a PR company and we got all these like local LA designers and local LA, LA folks that we knew. I think even Rishanti had like a designing card in our bag. And we right. made these gift bags. And anytime celebrities would come into Inside Jokes, we give them these gift bags. And it was full of like, even Chicago designers. Uh, we had True Lies, shout out to Will. We had True Lies merch in the bags, like whatever. And I mean, like, and we gave bags to like Kevin Hart and other, other celebrities that you definitely know. And the point of it is that is like the ultimate finesse. Cause for me, in addition <laughs> yeah. to the definition that Brandon gave, because Brandon gave the Miriam Webster, like I, I wasn't ready for that. I'm like, oh, you you, you cleared it. Like that's what it is. 
<laughs> the thing that I would add to it is leveraging what you have to get what you want and not like in the players club way. <laughs> Cause I know she said that on the players club. Diamond definitely. <laughs> Roxy and tricks. Yeah. I've been wanting to write about this person and I'm going to do a, a wonderful ratchet <laughs> moment about this because that's the whole word. Use what you got to get what you want. And that's like, that's covering everything. Like, you have to you look at your resources, look at your apartment, look at your lighting in your home and not use anything as an excuse to not be able to excel. We have so many gifts and so many tools already in front of us. It's just a matter of properly utilizing all of what we have that's in your home, that's in your network, that's in your community, using truly what you have to get what you want and finesse and then go back to you. I'm sorry. I, I, that, no, that, no, that's that's, that's to me. it. You, you just you wrapped Say it up that. for me because that's what I wanted to say about <laughs> that's that's exactly what it was like we leveraged we had a platform we had a platform with inside jokes that we had immediate access to celebrities that we would not have had access to on the streets they were coming right. to us to our mm -hmm. job so what we had was a dream to create a PR company and we had some some clients quote unquote clients so we put their merch in the bag and we passed it out and we we made it happen. We tried to make things happen with what we had. And so I'm going to segue back to Rashanti to talk about net worth, net work, net worth. Also, but real quick, I'm sorry, real quick, real quick, because I'm not sure if you ask permission or not to do that. But that's one of those times where it's like, well, you, you know, they didn't have an opportunity to say no. So let's figure <laughs> Whoa. That's that's also true. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember if we asked permission. We didn't have to ask for forgiveness because nobody. Right, exactly, exactly, but, exactly. <laughs> but that's one of those moments where it's like we gonna show up with these bags and somebody say something. You know what I'm saying? But they don't. Then hey, we there's a blessing to other people and for us. You know what I'm hey, saying? Listen. That's one of you the loopholes she found. It'd be uh -oh. like that sometimes. <laughs> no, no, no. And you know what you just highlighted for me too is when you're finessing and just even when you're not finessing, like when you're just moving through the levels of job and like dream chasing, I just want to affirm that it is okay to serve where you are. So we yeah. look at celebrities like, oh, I got to work with the celebrities. Well, no, there are people who are trying to move up in what they're doing that you can help them. So we would leverage, I'm going in on inside jokes. We would leverage that. They would, there would be movie premieres and things like that. And we had friends who were up and coming in all kinds of things. Rashanti was design. We had actor friends. We had comedian friends. We had photo, uh, photography friends, model friends. Everybody just wants to get in the room. Mm -hmm. So we would get them in the room. Let's do it. <laughs> Like but but that's what you that's how you yeah. gotta do. And and you just set your sights. So I mean, as you're climbing, you can bring people with you. That's the message. Hello. But it's better to even bring people with you. Like, um, I I mean, everybody's been watching what what's the show that wrapped this year? Insecure. Like, yeah. I don't know. At, at U of I, like I said, my university was just so next level. Like Issa came to one of the Alana Union nights. Like we had a mm -hmm. night that she came when she was just doing the YouTube series. So that even over the last 10 years watch her elevation. And one thing that I think she said that was phenomenal is that when we think of networking, we always think of like networking up. You're always trying to get to a next level. So you want to be around that next level. But sometimes it's better to do what she said she did. She networked across. So she right. touched across like she her friends that were interested in doing this are the friends that were building and they all took each other where they were at that level. And whoever got there, got there and they bring in everybody with them. Because if That's you look right. at our team now, everyone is there. They're all like, 
at the place where they wanted to be in their careers and with their dreams and stuff. So I think that's super important that we even just cross network with build at the same time. Who's going to have more respect for it once you get it than a person that builded it with you? 100%. And Brandon, you made a good point. And I respect it. I've respected Issa's journey from day one because I actually started following her in um, in college when she was doing the Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl mm-hmm. miniseries. And she was Dang. doing a lot of like YouTube series. She had Ratchet Peace Theater. Like she had so many things that she started. But that also like goes back to what we said in regards to using what you got to get what you want because Issa started her YouTube miniseries on her cell phone. It was probably an iPhone 4, 5, or 6 because back in the day, it was <laughs> it was very limited. So she found a way to use her cell phone, her homies, to start a miniseries on YouTube that's now one of the top, like, in regards to our culture and not even, like, just our culture. She's broken so many barriers by starting with her homies <laughs> on youtube on her cell phone right. so i just want to encourage and inspire other people like there's no excuses honestly like like if you want to do something you have a dream utilize those resources get yourself like go to youtube university like it's so many everything is out there like we have access to so much information and so many resources that our ancestors our parents our you know people in like in our community that in our upbringing they didn't have so we have so much access to so many things to um, catapult ourselves and others. So it's just a matter of utilizing the tools properly, like what we have been saying this whole time. So excellent point. I love that. She's definitely um, somebody whose career I've admired and watched and followed for so many years. So same 100%. Respect it. She got the hustle, yeah. bro. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she definitely does. Rashanti, tell us about Network Network. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm so excited. I'll tee you up. I'll tee you up. I'll tee you up. All right. Rashanti and I, I'm not going to see up completely, but Rashanti and I used to work together. That's actually how we met. We met um, at a company that downtown LA, um, just very much. I'm just, I just want to say, if you ever have wanted to work in fashion and you move from a different city to LA, like this was very much the dream, like just a fashionable yeah. office. The dress code was California casual, which means so whatever you want. Yeah, right. it was super cute. LA shirts. I'm like, bro, you wore that to work. You had Crop the whole yeah. <laughs> it was, It was such a vibe. And so um, in addition to having that experience, I was fortunate enough to meet my best friend, soulmate, sister, Rishanti, and Love her that's so just much. one of the highlights. I love you so much, too. Just one of the highlights that I took away from L.A. <laughs> Y'all are terrible. <laughs> you such a hater, because I didn't take you from L.A. You said you mad. You, you know, I missed out on my L.A. dream. I might make it happen <laughs> later in life. There you go. <laughs> I made my Atlanta dream happen. That's right. Yeah, you did. But, Rocking it. But we so I, so saying all this to say, we would get into so many different activities during like lunch breaks and coffee breaks, and we would have conversations <laughs> about our dreams and just things that we wanted to do. And so I brought this to Rashanti, and I'm gonna let her take it from there. But I just wanted to set the stage for like how we even got there. No, absolutely. And then Breeze mentioned something before in regards to helping to get people in the room. So this was an opportunity where we not only helped people to get into the room, but we created a room for people to get into. And so she came to me, she had an idea. She was like, I have so many friends with passions to do different things. And I want to bring everybody in the room together so that we can network and figure out how we can utilize our circle to bring about something that's great so that everybody's like learning and building together. 
And so I'm like, okay, okay. And she's like, well, maybe we can use your um your community. Like, yeah, because at this time I live downtown. So I had like the plug. Like I'm pretty much like in the heart of downtown LA. And I had a community center. I had this dope view, this pool area that people used to come. I swear my whole team and other people's team, like I'm looking back, Wait. I'm like, yo, <laughs> what? Didn't you live in this name building as Issa Rae? I did, and I knew Issa, and I just, like, <laughs> Issa and I lived on the same floor. We both lived on the same floor in this building, and I would see, see her sometimes in the community center, like, literally working and just kind of, like, um, writing and all that stuff. Like, we, I saw her. Like, we lived in the same building, and we sometimes would catch, you know, we would see each other in the elevator. We have those moments where it's like, hey, girl, how you doing? We talk about hair, blah, 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 and I would see her, like, working. So that was also inspiring. Sometimes I would pick her brain about some stuff, but I didn't want to bother her because I knew she was, like, working i knew she's developing something yeah. <laughs> so i'm like let me leave this alone she in the zone she's clearly like not in her apartment complex so she can get you know in a zone in a space so i didn't want to bother her too much but yes that's crazy we did live in the same building me and Issa Rae used to see each other sometimes on the same floor we used to live in the same building on the same floor and that but we did meet before hey you like that wow. you like that little bit? <laughs> it was unexpected you know but it, it worked it worked well yeah. hey you got it okay copy that oh, oh yeah yes, we got so, it um <laughs> But anyway, so people used to use the building for everything, but that this experience, it wasn't like my building wasn't used, but Brie did bring to my attention, like, this is something that we could do. And so we just so happened to ended up going to some type of other event because we used to be on this, like we used to find all types of events to go to. So we went to another event at this um, lounge and that's another finessing moment because we met, Brie, you want to say? I was going to say, so we went to this event because you, so Rashanti made a connection prior to this conversation and then was like oh i think you should meet these people right yes that is true i don't even know how that but yes yeah. i guess that's right <laughs> I'm, we ended I'm up just, i'm highlighting I'm, and i'm highlighting that because we've been talking about like networks and how that helps right. with like finessing situations so you had already made a connection with people yeah. and i had right. an idea and so right. then you fused them together yes facts and so that night I think we put the bug in the owner of this venue's ear. Shout out to Disco. He's He was like yeah. one of our <laughs> mentors at a certain point. Um, it was Rooftop 3100. That's where we did our event. And so, um, yeah, so long story short, we ended up just asking a question. And we had a meeting with the owner of this, you know, very nice, like, upscale venue that we didn't think would happen. But it's just a matter of oh, asking yes. and a matter of finessing and a matter of watching your faith work. Because that was nothing but an act of faith to be in a room like we went from a thought to like speaking the thought out and then like you know allowing that thought to manifest by having a conversation with somebody that you would never even anticipate on having an event because we didn't have money we just had a thought we had a we had dream Brie had a dream a thought a vision we didn't even have any money so we like we don't even know if this could work this is LA we how are we gonna rent out a club like what whatever but it just so happened that there was um an artist that had a night but they also needed to bring more people to or more awareness to that event. So it was like, okay, well, let's merge this. Let's collaborate. Let's see how we can use this night for our night to create an event that's going to allow our network to build. So it ended up working. Like, it's just a matter of allowing things to manifest, speaking things into existence, allowing your faith work, allowing your finessing to merge and create a fusion that essentially helps so many people. I look back at people who hosted these events, like started out, there's comedians that we literally re help to transform and i'm looking like yo they on tv now they're doing so well and it's so right. many people who like 
Like Brie had a modeling company. Like we used to do so many things. <laughs> Brie was managing them. Like literally, Brie started bro. managing models, but now like these models are big time enthusiasts Look, making like Brie like, models made it to like Chris Brown music videos just, like, and stuff. Listen, like whoa! But the master finesser though, so I'm gonna pass it back to you. But it's I'm just so excited. <laughs> oh yeah, Brie's like, Brie definitely the finesser. The, but just to watch like the vision come to life and to watch so many people like what we did. Though that was kind of groundbreaking because I even have some people still reaching out to me now, just thanking us, like, yo, thank you for creating that platform of allowing people to understand the importance of networking to build your network. You know, your network and your net worth, it enhances it. And so just like to have that thought and it came to life, it's so it just gives me chills how much of hustlers we were <laughs> in a positive way, though, and just like making yeah. it work. Literally taking what we had and making it work for us. We don't highlight that positive hustle enough. Yeah, for we real. Don't. I want to pull out some of the things. So first of all, because this is important, everything she just said, less than 24 hours. I came to her at <laughs> lunchtime. We had a, we went to the event and we had a meeting the next day. Like this is a 24-hour wow, turnaround. And right. the other thing that she didn't mention, she kind of mentioned it, but I want to explicitly say after the meeting, they said you can have the venue for free. That's right. We didn't pay for anything. A full, and like a full bar, plush, like it's in the heart of downtown. It's like not in the heart of downtown, but in a primary area that's like conveniently located, adult venue. Like it was plush. I'm Cute. like, no, we live <laughs> And they said we can oh, have it anytime lit. we want. Anytime you lit. want, you got it. And on top of that, they, they just fully got on board with it. It was, it was, it was a really dope experience all together. And just to see all of our friends be able to like shine in their own individual ways, but bring it together. That was, that was a definitely a highlight. And I think just like talking about finesse and one of the, one of the other things I want to pull out is you have, you cannot be selfish. So you have to think about what other people need. So that way you can provide that solution to them. So what Rashanti said was there was a night where they weren't getting as many people and we had people. We just needed a space. And so to, and Brandon talked about this too, when you sell yourself, that's how you sell yourself by thinking of what the other person that you're talking to or other people, what they need. Mm -hmm. What do you have? What do they need? Package it. And then you can have it. Bingo. Okay. That's finesse. Super. That's finesse. And and because she also there's a because she also I'm just like I'm hyped now. Ends with an okay. e. Ends. I gotta highlight the hustle. You can't you can't sell yourself and then get everybody on board and then be lazy. Rashanti and yeah. I would go to work and now I'm I'm on it because I'm like thinking about what we would do. We would mm -hmm. go to work. We yes. would take lunch and then drive to the another side of LA. Oh, go pick up tickets, <laughs> okay? To so go pick up tickets just so we would look official right. on our lunch break, barely making it back, finish the day, and then we would hit <laughs> events at night to pass out our tickets. Because since the venue was free, we thought the event should be free. We wanted people to network. Yeah. That was our goal. And right. so we were on a 24-hour hustle, and I had two jobs. So- yeah. LA Live. <laughs> LA, LA Live. Okay. Like, so that's the other side. I think when people, and I'm sure both of you can attest to this, people are like, man, you you did that or you finessed that or you got into this situation. I don't even know how that, how did, how did you do that? 
because mm. I wasn't lazy. Yeah, it's right. exhausting, but it's rewarding too because it's like exactly. you, like like Rashanti was saying, you just see it come together, and like mm. I don't. I, I don't know, maybe we can relate because we've all seen something really start at the core of an idea, like like mm -hmm. really just a mind thought. And to right. see the steps it takes to execute that from a mind thought to actionable items, to a behavior, mm -hmm. to an event, to really piecing it all together, to seeing it sprout into something beautiful and meeting the needs and being able to help others mm -hmm. is, is definitely what matters. Like I always feel better about my finesse when I'm able to help others. Like yeah. everybody know that, that that I'm corporate finesser. So they come to yeah. me, all my friends come to me for work stuff. Like, okay, so I want this job. How should I do this? Or mm -hmm. who, who is the interviewer? Do you know the recruiter? Like I'm right. always willing to share tips to, to, I don't, ain't no fun in finessing if I got to be there by myself. Like I want to, let's kick it. It's, That's right. Ain't no win. fun if the homies can't get none. Come on. <laughs> like like we, we, we all got to, Everybody need parts. And I, I want everybody to really take parts and, and elevate themselves as we elevate together. Amen. That's right. I love, love that. You mm -hmm. just need a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, do we, I'm like, where do we go? Do we, do we keep talking? Do we, Rashazi, where were you 10 years ago, even eight years ago? Well, we kind of had a shared memory, but I do want you yeah. to get the opportunity to go on your Facebook and, and let us know. Oh, I did. So that was um, definitely a highlight. That was a shared moment. Like you said, eight years ago, I was promoting that as well. Network net worth, baby. Um, <laughs> but then also, you know, I had a moment where this was literally, um, let me see, 10 years ago. 10 years ago, today, it was February 12, 2020. I said, I want to take a day off from being classy and proper to be Shanae Hood Ratchet. It looks fun. Exclamation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, and, I mean, I'm like, because we just have to give credit to Shanae. Shanae was real. You know what I'm saying? Like she Absolutely. she had style in her own way. She was an entrepreneur. She had her own salon. Like she managed people. Like give credit to Shanae, but she was authentic to herself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I rocks with the Shanae's other way. We have to. And that's another thing. Like no matter what your situation and no matter what your social status in your class, you have to learn from all people of all walks of life. Shanae had a lot to offer because Martin, Gina, and Pam would come to Shanae oftentimes for many things. She had the plug. Shanae knew many of people. You know what I'm saying? So you need the Shanae's of the world. You need the Elizabeths of the world. You need to be well-rounded in your network and in your, your community. You see how I finesse that? Baby, you going to take this uh, status and learn something from it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to preach a yeah. word behind the Shanae. You hear me? I didn't know where it was going. It went, it went good. I was like, okay. <laughs> that's, I thought that's, you were going to tell us about how you want, how you like had this like hood night and you were just out here being no, Shanae. I, I would have loved to. And I still think I might. I may do a Shanae photo shoot just to live that dream out and get some of the ratchet curls and like my nails done. I think I'm going to do that, guys. This I think is you all should. That'd be a good I shoot. I'm here for it. Yeah. Wait, Brandon. <laughs> I Let's do it together, Brandon. I'm down. Maybe you could dress up as Cole and I'll dress up as Shanae. We can figure it out. We get the house. Come on, let's do it. Let's do it. I want to come to Atlanta let's and get do it a done. Martin photo shoot. Let's get let's it do done. do it. Be my Pam. Okay. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. Y'all are foolish. Oh, my God. I do have a question for you, Brandon. Um, yeah. I, one of the other things, when I think about just my accomplishments, I cannot not give credit to my mentors. 
who are some of your mentors or how ha, do you have mentors? Like what does that side of your success look like or finesse and success look like? So I, I think that um, I definitely have mentors. Mentor, I think mentors play an important role in like part in our development. Um, I think that we, we might be a little brainwashed and trained to think like mentors are like people that are above us or that maybe have more than us, but you can really take mentorship and, in any way that it comes. So I definitely credit like, you know, certain mentors in my success career-wise, entrepreneur-wise, um, certain individuals that I look up to. My pastor is definitely a mentor um, through his lessons. You know, I, it helps me stay humble and grounded and it, and it really gives me a, a servant attitude because everything that I got, you know, you can it can be used to help another person. I do believe that. And I want to, to showcase that through um, my success. Um, I have mentors that are like former bosses. Um, one of my bosses outside of, he's a former boss. He's actually back in Chicago. He was recently, recently promoted to like um, a divisional director. So shout out to him. He's been an extreme mentor. Um, he was even a person that I followed to two different companies. So I trusted his mentorship in order to go and work for him. And I think because of what he's taught me, I've been able to even elevate in my own right. So get up under somebody that's doing something that you want to do. Like, don't be afraid. Like, and, and I think like not being afraid to even ask someone to mentor you is important too. Cause a lot of the mentors that I have, I, I told y'all I'm confident. I'm just, Hey, like, I like what you're doing. And I, and I think that you have value. Do you mind just meeting me for coffee? Can we talk? Can I pick your brain? Um, can we just hang out? Can I take you to lunch? Like, like, don't be afraid to, to seek out like that counsel and to really look for advice. And even in my friend group, like I said, mentor is not always someone that's in an elder sense above us or someone that's already made it. It could be somebody that's growing. Like Bree is a mentor. Like I circle ideas off of her a lot. Like, so I, I look at you in the mentor sense, because if I'm thinking of something or I want to kind of figure out how to put two and two together, I'm like, you're a person that's good at taking two and two and making four. So, hey, Bree, what you think about this? Like, how we get this done? So, got to get you a mentor. That's right. I love it. It's giving no, fast math. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I get that too. Last last week's episode was hooked on finance. This week is uh, what's the counting? <laughs> the counting two plus two is four, y'all. They they know his numbers. <laughs> Listen, you know that's that's what working in banking do. He know how to say working in banking. <laughs> So if you need a banker, but, you know he's sound. No, no, no. For real though, please come see me if you need a banker. Long, <laughs> call me. Rashanti, what were you going to say? No, I love what Brandon said because um, for many years I've struggled with um, identifying a mentor and I, I, I had many of challenges just figuring out who I trusted as a mentor. And so what Brandon said was very powerful because I had to search among my peers and to really have a moment it was like, okay, maybe a mentor is like not somebody that's, you know, 30, 40 plus years older. Maybe it is somebody in my circle, somebody that's close to me. So um, Brie has become one of my mentors. She's also my business coach. Love it. She She's taken so many of my ideas and um, <laughs> helped me to understand like my gifts, my purpose and to bring it together. And so not only has she done that for me for many years? And it was like an epiphany moment. I'm like, this also goes back to allowing yourself to 
look at your inner circle and see how you can assist your friends. So she's developing in that aspect. Now she's venturing into business coaching. That's one of the many blessings that she is. And so I had to look at that gift. Like if I'm going to invest into anybody because I was going to get a business coach regardless or somebody that's going to assist me, let me look at my inner circle. Let me help my friends like business come up. Like, and I think that's something that we also have to start looking into is like, not looking for handouts all the time with your friends, even though there's many times that they're going to be a blessing regardless because it's their heart and they love you. And it's, you know, their gifts to want to help you, but let me invest into something. Let me invest in my friends. Like let's invest into each other because it's now her business to be a business coach. So let's, you know what I'm saying? Let's take those moments where we actually are smart and strategic about who we allow ourselves to be coached and to be mentored by. Like she knows me. She's known me for many years. Y'all heard the whole conversation <laughs> about <laughs> how we developed. And so it's like looking at any, looking at anybody like Brie knows me, but she's known my vision for over 10 plus years. I'm like, if she's seen that and we've worked together through the trenches, now we're here at this different playing level. Let's figure out how we can really take all of what we've learned and allow that to manifest in this season I'm in now. So shout out to Bree. Thanks, girl. You've been one of my mentors too. And <laughs> for real. Bree always with the lookout. She definitely right. looking out all the time. Master Vanessa. Oh <laughs> yeah, Queen Finesse for real. Thank you. And you all have taught me. I'm like, you all have taught me so much too. And I love, I just love what you both have just said about mentorship and finding mentors in different spaces. I think Brandon touched on like finding them at work and finding them in people you don't know. And then Rashanti talking about finding them in people you know. They really are everywhere. And really what you're looking for is just someone who's invested in your growth with no strings attached to theirs. Because I know there are people who uh, masquerade as mentors. Come on. Double M. Masquerading Alliteration. as mentors. Alliteration. Alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> It's my favorite. Annoying. <laughs> you see, that's how, that's how you know we've been we've been in this for a long time. <laughs> we finish each other's sentences. Um, but for real, there are people who masquerade as mentors and really they only want you to be as successful as they are or a little bit less. And you want mm-hmm. mentors should be invested in you being better than them and mm-hmm. like genuinely supporting your dreams and your and your aspirations and moving you in that in that direction. I want to say one thing about a mentor I had. So when I was working to get into PR, one of my mentors, her name is Lynn Jeter. She's a excellent publicist in Los Angeles. And prior to Mama me, Lynn. yes, Mama Lynn. So prior to me working with her, I started as an intern because that's how she teaches everybody. Um, I was groomed in the good way, in the best way possible, because I know that word is also a little bit stigmatized these days. But I was groomed into how to approach her, how to land the meeting, and how to lock it in. And I think that's important, too, is there is a process. And Brenda, you, you started to highlight this, but I want to like go even deeper, which is I was told this is the kind of work you'll be doing. This is what she's looking for. If you want to meet, if you want to um, 
have a meeting with her. If you want to start working with her, you need to have a meeting with her. If you want to have a meeting with her, you need to call her office. This is what you need to say. She's going to have you meet at the coffee bean. <laughs> She's going to have you meet with her at the coffee bean because it's closest to her office. When you get there, get there early. This is the drink that she likes. Order it for her. Have it ready when she gets there. When she gets there, talk about X, Y, Z, because these are things that are important to you just to make sure that they align with what she needs and what you want. And I follow those steps to the T and for some people it sounds extra, but I was an intern and I worked with her and she is the one who opened a lot of those doors for us to meet other people and do what we wanted to do and get in position. And she also encouraged us to start. She was the one who encouraged Ezra and I to start our own PR company. And she gave us her clients that, that well clients that when she was at surplus or for whatever reason, if they were better fit for us. So they came to us and that was all because somebody gave me the blueprint and I play, I, I I did it. I ran the play. Right. So that's important too. Very much so. Very no, much so. Super important. And Brandon did touch on that in regards to just like doing a little bit of back research about what it is. Because when you said, Brandon, about you finessing your friends through corporate, like learning the people, networking, like going, oh, yeah. just researching the people. Like, who are you talking to? Like, who, what's your, um, what is your target market? Who who you're trying to reach? Like who are you trying to attain? Because with social media, it's almost like everybody's attainable now. The celebrities that we didn't yeah. have access to, we have access to, even if it's not the direct person. Who's their assistant? Who's their assistant assistant? Who's their assistant's friend? Like it's about you can get to whoever. Exactly. Get, to, get in the room. Right. <laughs> exactly. Just get in the room. Yeah. You got to just get there. And I think an, another important part. Um, of even what Brie was saying, like following the directions, following right. the instructions, really understanding what the process is. Like Brie said, I was an intern. Like, like right. even in, even in that sentence, you do you you gave acknowledgement to the fact that this was a situation that you needed to you know humble yourself and do what you needed to do to get the greater, the greater picture. Um, exactly. And a lot of times, adults, I, I guess I don't know that the the trauma from us growing up as kids, you can't wait to say I'm grown, like right, I'm right. Grown, like I, well, I'm grown. I'm not doing right. all of that. What are you crazy? I'm grown. But right. like, that 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 grown, don't let that be a justification of you just not understanding how discipline in a situation can really help you accomplish what you're looking to accomplish. Because sometimes exactly. it's just as simple as following the, the system and the process. Yeah, the lady was a little extra. She might have wanted her coffee this way, but you're asking her for something. She got, she got right. the sauce. Like, if you want the sauce, I'm going to have to let me give you how you like it so you can give me what I need. That's so right. it's really customizing our approaches to, mm. to all situations that we encounter. And, and every, every, every situation we encounter ain't a one, one size fits all. It's you customize right. how you do things, customize your approach. We tailor our resume to certain jobs. Yeah. Tailor, tailor your opportunities to the best fit to put yourself in the best position to make that shot. You know I what? I want to bring something full circle because you just like light bulb moment. In the beginning, mm -hmm. we started off, Brandon, you were talking about being confident versus being humble. And I have to bring that back because this is humble. You mm -hmm. have to have a level of humility when you're dealing with other people in a sense that you do cater to them and you do put them uh before you so you can get what you what you're looking for but you Absolutely. also have to be confident in selling yourself so you're not humble in your accomplishments but you are humble mm -hmm. in your approach and and uh dealing with people yes right. for sure it's necessary i love it yeah. yeah you can't ask somebody for something you already got so you can't be confident going in that you'll be confidently wrong 
<laughs> That's the facts. And also um, just acknowledging humble beginnings because I had like this. This is also another full circle moment because when I got into when I started working in L.A., I was in corporate fashion. That's where Bree and I met and I was doing copywriting for a variety of different companies. And then I moved to another company and I was still doing um, fashion corporate writing, fashion copywriting <laughs> for a corporate company. And so now, although I majored in fashion merchandising and fashion was the goal, my ultimate passion was to get into film with costuming. But that requires humbling yourself and backtracking because you have to have an entry into the door. And so with fashion, especially no, with costuming, especially in L.A., you have to start as a costume P.A., Everybody in film knows that a PA is like at the bottom <laughs> of the totem pole. So even though like Bree and I, we have these accolades, we have these friends. I've done like fashion shows with celebrities here. I've done a lot in the fashion industry. I wanted to transition from fashion into costuming. And that required me going down. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm getting coffee for the customers. I'm sweeping floors. I'm folding bags. So now I'm going from like, working with celebs and doing fashion in this this atmosphere now i had to humble myself to become a pa basically is essential to an intern in costuming so just so i can get my foot in the door like you guys are saying just so i can get in the room and so it takes I became, that sometimes it takes that sometimes so i had to humble myself and become that so that i can be elevated so now i went from being a pa and sweeping floors to now i'm you know a costumer consistently working consistently in TV and film, but it required for me to humble myself in spite of who I knew and, you know, who could vouch for me. They didn't care. This is now a new playing field. This is now a completely different realm of my career that I had to tone down <laughs> and have, make sure I had that servant's heart. And I'm like, Look, okay. you know did you know who I am, who I've worked with already? <laughs> they don't care. Like, they don't care. You want to do this. You, you want to get into this. film. This okay. is what you will do. And even like, like it, it's it's just kind of all across the board in regards to the film industry. Like oftentimes you got to start as a PA to get them days up. You got to humble yourself in spite of what you did in your past, in spite of your age. This is what it takes. So that's another part of bringing it back around full circle and humbling But yourself. that's a part of the finesse. It's the realization it's of, the of how you got to use your tools. Bam, and and if, you, if you know you got this experience, you know you have these accolades, but it don't quite fit. Okay, that PA might be the transition to make this fit with this fit. So right, exactly. Yep. That's the journey. That's the journey. All right. Well, I think this is definitely the journey. I love the journey that we've taken today. Brandon, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> thank you for having me, Bree. I appreciate the invite. It's always love. I mean, serial entrepreneur, we gotta know where can we find you. Well, look, you can find me on Instagram. Um, that's probably the best way. I'm 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 in the process of taking everything that I do and getting my little all my links into the one little thing. Y'all know I'm not good with technology. <laughs> but um, um my Instagram is kingb.creative. So you guys can follow me there and keep up with all the crazy things that I'm doing and all the different endeavors that I'm a part of are usually presented there on that platform. I love it. And congrats, Branding, on your journey of branding, branding yourself and Thank you. thriving as an entrepreneur and, you know, walking into the gifts and the purpose that you have. Congrats on that. And I want to encourage you to continue to stay on that path and on the journey. And thank you for all that you've done to help others as well, because it sounds like with you being a serial entrepreneur and 
working in corporate and helping the homies and having that heart to assist people continue on that because god will continue to bless you for that so thank you for your time thank you for being with us and thank you for inspiring you're dope we appreciate you <laughs> yes appreciate you thank, thank you Shanti. Auntie Shanti. Hey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all until next time this is another episode of the multitasker podcast see you soon yeah nothing can stop me i'm all the way up oh all the way up all the way up oh all the way up all the way up oh all the way up all the way up Nothing can stop me, nothing can stop me, I'm all the way up.